Hey everyone, welcome to the next edition of the My Whim Life Show where we use wisdom, humor, inspiration, and motivation to help you go after the life you want. So our today's guest is my friend Lori Dodson. Uh, I have known her through different channels for several years and she has some specific insight into mindset that I find fascinating and wanted to share with you. So, Lori, tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, well, thanks. Um, first of all, yeah, thank you for having me. I, I love the fact that we have been on this journey watching each other through lots of different things along the way, and so it's been a blast. So yes. thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so a little bit about me. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm quirky, uh, I'm funny, I'm hilarious, actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm hilarious. Even if my family doesn't believe it, I'm hilarious. Right. Um, my greatest desire is to love well. Um, I like to travel, and um, I, I, I like, well, you're going to probably go a little bit deeper into some of the things that I like and don't like. So we'll save that for later. All right. Sounds, sounds awesome. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I alluded to it that you focus on mindset. I know you coach and do some other things, but I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, your process and your program. And I know you do retreats. So talk to us a little bit about what you have going on in that realm. Okay. So um, really one of the coolest things that I do is I really have this capacity to dig into the subconscious mind. And why that's so important is because so many of us want certain things in our life. And what we don't realize is that it doesn't matter what our head and our cognitive brain wants. Yeah. Um, we're actually creating and actualizing from that subconscious place. And there's a whole reason it's subconscious, right? <laughs> right. And so, um, so a lot of the things that I do is just really revealing the things that reveal the things that we don't know until we know how to look for them. And then um, what's really cool is when we integrate those two minds, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, then things just show up and start happening. And that's the serendipitous, you know, things that we talk about. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost eerie. Like I've been doing this for a long time. And when I hear of things, I just go, Am yeah. I ever going to not think that's like so cool and eerie? Um, but I'm never not amazed at how quickly things happen and how easeful things happen when we actually understand how to put those two things together. And, and really, one of the things that I tell people, because, you know, typically humans you know, say, oh, something's wrong with me and that's why I can't have what I want or right. I don't deserve it and that's why I can't have what I want. Um, when in reality, we just haven't been taught the rules, right? Right. And I liken it to if you walked onto a football field and started kicking the ball and thinking that that was how to play, nobody would like you. Everybody would try to get you off the field. It would be miserable. You'd be stressful because you wouldn't understand why the things around you aren't happening the way that you think the things around you should be happening because you think you're playing the game properly. Yeah. And um, as soon as you know the rules of the game you're like oh shoot yeah okay pick it up hike it toss it okay I get it now right. as soon as we know the rules of the game the game becomes easy and then we just practice the game um, but so often we don't know the rules of the game totally. and so it's frustrating and 
Yeah. So yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. Totally. I think um, every time I think about the way that that subconscious and, and conscious mind process works, the easiest way for me to explain it to other people is, do you, do you remember, especially if you're a woman, if you're a man, this doesn't apply, <laughs> but if you're a woman and you've, and you've had a baby, you say, do you remember when you got pregnant that you felt like everyone else was pregnant? Right. Or when you bought a new car, everyone else seemed to have the new car. But before, before you had those things or before you were experiencing those things, you were oblivious. Mm. Even though they were still there, mm-hmm. you just couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of coming to that realization. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. So it's a yeah. really easy way for, you know, people to go, oh, I, tr- I see what you're saying. I see where that connection is. So mm-hmm. it's super, It, but it is, it's eerie how that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. So how do you go about walking through someone? I mean, obviously, you know, no details are necessary, but how do you start that process with awakening someone's mind to those mm-hmm. possibilities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's it's been quite a journey for me because if if you'd asked me a year ago, like how do you take, and I'm like, I don't know, I just I just show up and we we make magic, and um, but over the years I have really honed in on some really concrete practical things that now I can say okay, this is exactly how I do it, and basically we look at the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. And um, we look at the fact that we have this human part of us, but then we have this internal, subconscious, intuitive part of us. And what's interesting is they actually work in opposites. Mm -hmm. So the the laws and the rules of the human um, are different Mm -hmm. than the laws and the rules of the subconscious and the intuition. Um, And they're not just different, they're actually just polar opposites, right? And so when we grasp that, that there's these two sets of laws and now how do we interact with those laws simultaneously? Because we are a human and we are a spirit, right? And so when we interact with those simultaneously, then things just unfold. And um, so first I explain the laws and that's kind of what I would consider the laws. And then we look at, okay, well, what's our part of it? Because that's the part that's just built in, right? Sure. You, you play a it's game, there's rules. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then how do we participate in it, right? Yeah. And, and then I have a set of 12 um, practices is what I call it because we're yeah. practicing until we don't have a body, we're practicing, yeah. right? And so here's these 12 practices that then you go, okay, what's going on in my life? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, what law or what rule am I needing to like hone in on? And now what practice do I need to apply in order to bring those two things Together. into synergy? I love it. So yeah. It. Yeah, It I just know. feels so, so fascinating, yummy. right? <laughs> I, I geek out on this. Yeah, I totally <laughs> dig it. I totally dig it. So um, from obviously, you know, this show is really geared towards entrepreneurs and, and, you know, getting through, you know, not only physical challenges that they have in their business and technology challenges, but mindset challenges mm-hmm. as well. So I just feel like 
what you do really not only applies to all humans, but particularly to entrepreneurs. There are money mindset mm-hmm. challenges. There are, you know, I'm not good enough challenges. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that get in the way of an entrepreneur. How would you apply this specifically to a new entrepreneur that's trying to get started with their business? Yeah. Um, so one of the techniques that I utilize is it's kind of like when you create an avatar mm-hmm. uh, for your business. Well, we create your your avatar. So the avatar of your customer and then your avatar. And that avatar is where you're moving towards, yeah. right? Because we're all learning, we're all growing, we're all right. So, so let's use technology, for example. If, if we recognize that it's just a learning process, right? But if, if we come from the habit or the pattern of beating ourselves up, thinking we should know more than we know, you know, those things, um, we can look at this and we can go, okay, I have to learn these technologies or these business strategies in order to, right? And so in the moment that you're frustrated, stopping and recognizing, okay, my human's always growing, but my spirit has the capacity to learn this. I have the ability when I apply and let my human catch up. Right. And so we actually create a you avatar for just what's that next step. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe it's the technology. And so when you get frustrated, you stop and you picture who you are three months from now, six months from now, whatever that next goal for you is. And then you go and how does that person feel? How would like when I already know how to do this, how will I feel? And so when we can go to that place and then we come back to where we're at, that feeling actually opens us up to learn easier because our, our brains are actually designed to function best in a place of positivity. Well, if I've already done it, I'm pretty darn positive. Therefore, my brain is actually functioning and firing at optimal um, abilities when I'm in that energy. But usually we are doing the thing and then we get caught up in the frustration and then we try something else and because we've got to get it done. And, and when we can stop long enough to release from who we are in this moment and embody this over here, then the actual doing just unfolds. Yeah. That's so fascinating for so like, I can not only think of how it could help so many people and I'm like, Ooh, that project that I've been putting off, maybe, mm, you know, you just start to, it just starts the wheels turning. And right. I'm sure that's happening for everyone who's listening. They're like, Ooh, how could that apply to me? So tell me, I know, um, just from hearing you recently speak that you are about to put a retreat together that some of the ladies were raving about. Yeah. So I want to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah, so basically we uh, we head up into the mountains. Um, I, I like a smaller group, usually between 12 and 15 or 16, because I really like that level of intimacy mm-hmm. um, with the people coming up there. And um, we do a lot of really fun activities, mm-hmm. um, surprising secretive activities. <laughs> um, and, and really, I, I think one of the coolest things that I've learned along the way is the fact that everything is feedback, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the funnest things that I get to do at the retreat is, is put these women in situations 
and then let the situation play out and then come back around at the end of it and go, what did you observe? What did you see? Right? And then we talk about like, what did that really mean from that subconscious perspective? Like, why did I do what I did? Sure. And when we unpack that, it's like, oh my gosh. Right. right? It's, it's the coolest unpacking. So that's part of it is, is these little fun little things that we do. And, um, and then we just dig in really deep into those rules into those laws and then we dig really deep into the practices um because it's kind of like i liken it to my son right when he was three he knew that this was a football right and he knew that you tried to get the football to the other side of the the field and he knew that these people were in the way and you had to run around them right so he knew the fundamentals of football right but He's I know the fundamentals and of practiced. football too, but right. <laughs> but he's practiced and practiced and <laughs> yeah. practiced, right? And then and then you know when we look at somebody like Tom Brady, who has won six Super Bowl now seven, right? Yeah. Six Super Bowls before this last one, but he still practiced. And then he was like, okay, this isn't any fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'm going to go to another team that's completely losing, and now I'm going to play some more, right? right? I want to keep playing, and and right. if we realize that as humans we come here to play. and we just come here to practice but again once we know the rules and the fundamentals of the game yeah now it's fun to practice and it's fun to play right and um and so really that's the reminder right so we get really solid on those rules and fundamentals and then we talk about okay now what does practicing look like for you and what does practicing look like for you because it's not going to look the same for everybody right we all play a different part we got quarterbacks we got linebackers we got defensive Everybody plays their own part, but the rules of the game are the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we break all that down and how it, it really relates individually because, you know, if we give this blanket statement, like, here you go, well, then some people are going to tap into it, but then everyone else is like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. And now we're back to that. I don't understand the rules of the game. Right. Right. So the fundamentals, and then we go, okay, now how does that apply for each one of us? And, um, and I think, um, if I can just, you know, speak, and I didn't specifically ask me this question, but you did ask me about the retreat, (laughs) but this was the cool thing because it actually was my very first retreat, um, that I, I um, hosted and did and did it all. And um, and so I kind of knew what I was going to do, but everything in my life just unfolds as I show right. up, which is pretty fascinating in itself. Um, but the really fascinating thing that came out of it that I didn't expect was because they were entrepreneurs, right? It right. was a business retreat for entrepreneurs, but I didn't realize how much... Um, networking but business sharing was going to come out of that retreat Mm -hmm. these women are solid and I even said the other day I said I think I'm I mean it's been six weeks out and I'm like I want to know how much money you guys have like exchanged or referred to each other because all the time I'm seeing them on social media or they're calling me or you know in in our coaching group they show up and they're like oh we just did this oh I just hired so and so oh so and so is doing this for Mm -hmm. me and that to me that is my heart right because that's community that is that them doing it together with each other right because if it's always coming back to me, then they need me. Right. But when we empower them to empower each other, yes. 
I know, it's so good. Yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. um, and I just didn't understand the magnitude of how that would play out business-wise. Like yeah. I expected it just person to person, but I did not expect it on that business yeah. level and I was floored. Yeah, I, I will say for every coaching program or mastermind or collaborative group that I have bought into or, or participated in, the relationships that I build mm. are always worth the money whether the information i got at that event was or not that's it awesome is always about the people that you meet mm -hmm. for whatever reason you know again subconscious you know stuff what i was meant to be with those people for a reason yeah. you know i don't think that any of that stuff is by mistake at all for sure i absolutely agree yeah yeah so turning this a little on its head there are other people who do, you know, coaching work and things like that um, from a businesswoman's perspective. Um, and I know you, so I know the answer to this and you're going to laugh. But um, what kind of habits do you have that keep you moving forward and motivated and doing the work that needs to be done? Because not all of the work is fun. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so really, okay, so I have two that are probably my my biggest impactive ones right and they're not going to be the practical things that most people like i don't wake up at the same time every day and yes i do make my bed um but i don't you know have the same thing for breakfast but here's my habits one habit is recognize when i can't hold myself accountable mm -hmm. and find accountability right because in until we're internally motivated for something um we need that external motivation, Agreed. right? If it stays external, we're in trouble. Right. But sometimes we can't conjure up the internal until after we've experienced doing the thing that we don't like to do. 100%. Right? So that's one. And um, the other one really is what I already talked about with, okay, when I'm frustrated, when I'm in that place, when I don't like to do it, I stop and I go, okay, how fun will it be when I'm all done? Right. And I go to how fun it will be when I'm all done. And then I bring myself back and I'm like, okay. Because now there's something drawing me to do the thing, right? And if there's not that, then it's it's toil and it's work. And, and it really doesn't give us the result that we're looking for anyway. Totally. And it's amazing how much quicker you can do it, again, from that energy of fun as opposed to I have to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So everybody has things in their life that are absolutely non-negotiable. You know, some people it is faith, some people it is family or some combination of that. What are the non-negotiables that anchor you to your foundation? Yeah. So my number one very much is my relationship with whatever you call this thing, right? Sure. I happen to call it God, but, but it is an energy. And just like I could call you George, it doesn't change who you are, right? Right. So it doesn't really matter what we call this thing. To me, it's love. And um, it really is the foundation that I come back to is, is what I'm doing promoting love. Yeah. And if it's not promoting love, then I just don't do it because there's no gain, there's no value, there's no worth in it. 
Yeah. So absolutely, it's you know, I don't know how much you have done dug into strengths finders, but I'm guessing I could almost guarantee that one of the top ones for you is going to be significance, and not that you feel you need to be significant. That's not what it means at all. Which is the first thing that people say <laughs> to me. I'm like. My top one is significance. It's about the fact that you feel very strongly that everything that you do needs to have a significant impact on others. For sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I yeah. definitely, I have seen that happen and, and witnessed it. So I, I just know that that's, you know, which is probably why you and I connect so well because we both have that. We're here to help other people grow. Mm -hmm. Like that's literally what we're here on the planet mm -hmm. to do for mm -hmm. in whatever way that manifests, you know, mm -hmm. and we just let it happen, you know? Yeah. We just let it happen because it, happen. it has to. It, it has, has to come oh out. Oh my gosh, yes, it I love that. It literally has to come has out. It has to. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had yeah. to keep it all. I'd be like, right. but, but. I could, mm, huh. yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and it's, yeah. you know, I think that's part of our energy, mm -hmm. uh, which some people love and some people don't necessarily love it. We are, we are not everyone's cup of tea. Nope. <laughs> I have a great sweatshirt that I bought for myself and it says, I'm not for everyone with a heart on it. I'm like, yes, I still love me. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it. Uh, all right. What are some of the key pieces of advice that you like to give to starting entrepreneurs? Yeah, you're perfect. I mean, and, and I don't mean that from the perspective that, um, you know, people think it's like, oh, that means I do everything perfect. No, actually, if you look at the definition of the word perfect, it means complete. Yeah. Right. So you're perfect. Like you had an idea and you came to the planet to play that idea out. And so all the things that you do that then you go, well, that didn't work. Great. You know, one less thing that you don't have to do again. Right. right. And I think as entrepreneurs, one, we think we have to do it all on our own. And so then we try to do it on our own and then we beat ourselves up because it didn't work out the way we thought or it, you know, it, we did this thing and nobody liked it or, you know, whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And to stop and go, wait a minute, I'm, I'm complete. Like I'm already okay. Even if that doesn't work out, I'm okay. Right. Right. And, and really separating yourself from your passion. Yeah. Um, because it, it is a thing that we do. It's not us. Right. And I think that's so hard for people. It yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah. So can I, can I give one of my little... You do it. Okay. So this is what I tell people, especially entrepreneurs. So um, whatever your thing is, so say that you are, say that you're a realtor and you work on your own and you're building a business. And what I do is I tell people actually like I guess the avatar here it comes again um, I tell them that your your business is like like we have babies right mm -hmm. when and we have babies and we need to do certain things for them but then they can you know grow up and do things on their own right well if we look at this as our creation and not us right, right. now it's our creation okay well what can my business naturally do well, the houses are already there, um, you know, buyers and sellers are there, right? And we look at all of those things that are already there, yeah. right? And so now we're already feeling really good because there's things that are already solid that 
makes the vision of success easier to see. Correct. Right? And then I go, okay, I partner with my business, right? Mm -hmm. And I go, I give it a name, I give it a personality. I say, do you want to be fun? Do you want to be, what kind of personality do you have? You know, and then I actually interact with my business just like I would my ideal client avatar, right? And I probably go a step further in my um, avatar than the average person because some people just put it out there. Now I sit down with my avatar, we have conversations, you know, and, and I just imagine what would she say back and what would that feel like? And well, I do the same thing with my business. So I wake up in the morning, okay, business, what do you want to do today? Right. Right. And there's things on my list that are on my list, but when I actually separate it, then if something happens over here, it doesn't mean anything about me. Yeah. It just means up oh, my business like a child is growing, is right. learning, is right? And then I can actually be okay with me. Separate it out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That is super good advice, especially for people because I think, you know, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit, you know, whatever that is that your baby is that you are trying to create, you do get so personally attached. Mm -hmm. And then when it fails or when a piece of it goes wrong, you're like, I failed. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's the way that you've been able to separate. Geez, if I had known that like 10 <laughs> years ago would have made things a whole lot easier. Right. <laughs> Me too, though. Right. Me too. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life and, you know, this has only been in the last, you know, six years that, yeah. that I've really been honing in on this whole I make everything in Avatar, right? I create it and then I interact with it so that then again, I can come back to, I'm okay no matter what's going on out here. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I think failure is just one of those things that can really devastate someone if they feel like I can't go on, this is too embarrassing mm -hmm. to, to then pick myself up and move forward. Um, mm -hmm. But if it's just a part, then yeah. you're like, oh, well that thing, that activity failed, but that doesn't mean that I can't do this or yeah. whatever. I, I look at it like clothes, right? We put on our clothes, we take off our clothes. They're not us, yeah. right? So if my clothes get dirty, if my clothes gets ripped, if if I if it's time to throw it away and get new clothes, I don't. I'm I'm not all. Oh my gosh, I'm ripped, and oh my gosh, I got dirty. It's it's my clothes, and right. I just move forward. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So tell people the best way to get a hold of you so that they can find out about all of the goodness you have going on. All of the goodness. <laughs> so uh, right now I am actually rebranding and shifting my focus. Like I said, from I, I had been doing personal and spiritual development and uh, just recently really felt that pull, just like you were saying earlier about, well, yeah, this applies to your whole life, but really it applies to an entrepreneur. Well, that was the download I got not that long ago. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yes, because I love business. I, I love every aspect of it. I love that it's what we do with our time. I love it's what we do with our passions. It's love. I love how it's how we live out life, yeah. right? And so, so that transition was pretty like 
Of course. Yes, that's awesome. Um, But I am rebranding. And so I don't have a website up yet, but it is in the works. And so um, right now, I would say reach out to me on Facebook, shoot me a message, I can dialogue with you get you whatever information specifically what you're looking for. Um, If you're looking for retreats or coaching or or ongoing coaching or anything like that. And um, yeah, direct you for right now. Perfect. That sounds awesome. And my very last question uh, is, how do you give back? You know what? Um, I I thought about that because we were actually um, having this conversation in our polka dot group because somebody was talking about how, oh my gosh, all these people who want to help other people and I just want to be selfish and travel. And I thought, (laughs) oh my gosh, like, how, how do I give back? Like, do I give back? And I thought, okay, I don't have a thing that is um, like, this is my, my vision or version of um, a charity that I really like, or I don't have anything solid like that. But what's really fun for me, because I do have an account um, where I put 10% of everything. Mm-hmm. And then when something comes up, I have a blast with it. And so um, just recently we had one of our polka dots do a um, purse for purpose. And I just went to the store and it wasn't like, I was like, gosh, how much should I spend? How much? It was like, this is what they need because I have this account specifically for. And Mm -hmm. so it's actually kind of fun for me, even though at first I was like, I don't give back. But really, I, I think the the and if we're talking about from the perspective of you know like we were talking nonprofits um i really think it's fun to just in the like where's the need right now right um so yeah that's that's how i feel like i give back is just to um be able to come alongside whatever shows up and and have that freedom yeah right yeah, absolutely. that freedom to go. And and it's interesting. And I think actually, you know what, now that I'm saying that out loud, and we think, how do I give back? Um, but what's really interesting is when people are like, Oh, my gosh, you gave that much or you wrote that big of a check or you were and I'm like, Yeah, I have this thing, but I, you know, the account. But I think the other thing that that gives back is people's perspective to what it feels like to give, yeah. right to give at a level that most people would be like, oh, that's scary. Well, no, I planned for giving. I prepared so that I could give that big, right? Yes. I'm not going, what do I have left over? It's right. like, here's my plan. And so I think that perspective actually is something I I give back to. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, look at me. That's so cool. I love you. Yeah, I literally do the same thing. So I have a set amount out of every time that I pay myself wages and that Mm -hmm. I set aside specifically for giving, Um, you know, so I plan for it. It's, you know, I I get my wages, I pay myself Mm -hmm. into savings. So because someday, someday I may retire. I don't see I that it. anytime soon. I don't. You're going to be here at 85 going, next interview, hold on. Like you, because a lot of what you do, Wendy, is the expression of you and your love and your joy. And you will never stop doing that. So in some form or fashion, I have to. It's yeah. like, it has to come out. Yes, um, yes. But as far as monetary, I do. I, do. And oh, I think okay, it's got so you. important. 
I really do think it's really important to plan for that. If that's something that's on your heart、mm-hmm. and you're feeling like there's never enough, there's always enough. Always. And if you start、mm-hmm. putting that seed away because you have the confidence that there's always enough,、mm-hmm. there will always be enough. Always, always. Oh, I have enjoyed every minute of、oh, hanging、too. out with you. Thank you.、Um, and I can't wait to share you with my people. Well, I appreciate being shared. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life Show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.